content provided in this podcast is for general information purposes only. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect that of the Mississauga Board of Trade. The federal and provincial governments have announced new business support programs, Ford has imposed new restrictions, and the Omicron virus is spreading fast. To bring us up to speed on these stories and more is Brad Butt. Brad is the Vice President of Stakeholder and Government Relations for the Mississauga Board of Trade. Welcome, Brad. Thanks, David. Well, the uh, the top story, of course, is uh, the federal and provincial governments have put up uh, some more support programs, especially with the restrictions coming in. Uh, the feds came out first, and then uh, I think you'll probably agree that the province limped in on this one. So, so let's start with the federal programs. Let's go with the good news first. What's the federal program got in store for us? Well, um, just prior to the House of Commons uh, um, adjourning for its um, winter break and the Senate as well, uh, Bill C-2 was passed, which gives the government power to uh, bring in some new financial assistance programs. So what that is doing now, and it was announced on Wednesday, is that the federal government is going to expand the local lockdown program to include employers um, subject to restrictions uh, of 50% or more. So those businesses now that have capacity limits of 50% or more will qualify. They are reducing the uh, the, the revenue threshold. Um, so it's only a t- 25%. Um, and uh, and uh, they're um, rolling out a number of other benefits uh, through, uh, through those programs. And then they've also expanded the Canada Worker Lockdown Benefit. So that's the $300 per week of income support for individuals that have had a 50% or more reduction in their wages. Um, So, I mean, obviously the federal government has uh, temporarily, because these programs uh, only run until February the 12th, um, they've stepped up temporarily to help out those businesses that have been subject to those 50% capacity limits. So, um, I guess give the federal government some credit for for stepping up with some some additional financial support. But again, none of these programs are anywhere near as uh, strong uh, in financial support as the original ones uh, brought in by uh, brought in by the federal government. And Brad, the uh, uh, I think something that people need to be need to understand is that not everybody qualifies for all of these programs. Uh, right. It's uh, you know if if you're affected by uh, a shutdown or a restricted uh, capacity, then you qualify for a program. So, um, is there a is there a place? Is there a website uh, where people can go to understand better what the federal programs are that they might qualify for? Yeah, I mean, just just go to Canada.ca. Uh, and and kind of follow the, the the bouncing ball, so to speak, the icons, which will take you to COVID assistance, and just click on that, and uh, and anyone should be able to access what the what the new programs uh, entail. Now, none of these programs, of course, will start to flow, i.e., for applications for them until uh, likely mid January, I would suspect, by the time they get them up and running. But uh, but at least businesses that do qualify should have some semblance that um, they're, they're going to see some financial assistance uh, in the new year. 
And if you do have some trouble with that, uh, with the federal site, you can always call your local federal MP's office and uh, and ask them. They'll be able to help you out as well. Uh, Brad, the uh, provincial government uh, came out with some support programs. Of course, they're the ones that have been putting in the restrictions in Ontario. Uh, many have been critical of the provincial government that, yeah, they kind of limped in on this one. They really didn't come up with anything substantial for uh, for businesses uh, in Ontario. So what can business expect from the provincial government with as far as, re- as support? So on Wednesday as well, uh, the um, Minister of Finance uh, for Ontario announced the creation of the Ontario Business Costs Rebate Program. Um, and this is for eligible businesses that will receive rebate payments uh, up to 50% of the property tax that they pay and energy costs uh, that they incur um, due to, um, for those businesses, again, affected by the capacity limits. Um, so, uh, you know, those are those t- types of businesses that we, that you know, your restaurants and retail stores and, and others, uh, you know, can apply for this as well. But this is a very meager program. Um, and there's also some concern already that um, that because you have to provide a property tax bill, um, if you rent your business, if you rent your space from a landlord um, and and your rent includes the property tax portion, you know, how are you going to be able to show that and demonstrate what that amount is and then be eligible for the 50 percent rebate? So it's already mirrored in problems and it really isn't a significant um, financial program for for businesses in any event. Um, so and the second thing that they announced and and, uh, you know, David, you were in business and you, you can tell me how you feel about this. I, 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 I don't get it, uh, is the government saying, well, you can defer um, remitting the taxes that you collect. So that could be, uh, you know, a beer and wine tax, tobacco tax, fuel tax. It goes through all the ones that are provincial taxes. You can defer paying those to the government interest free for six months to help to help you with your cash flow. <laughs> I mean, you eventually have to pay that. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm not quite sure where the government thinks it's a good idea to say to them, collect those taxes in your business, don't remit them to us, hang on to them so you have cash flow, and then pay them to us eventually. Um, it, it just doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But that's the program that the government of Ontario has come up with. You know, as we're talking about that, a good program that would really help small businesses is to say, listen, you know that money that you collect, This is, you know, we're talking about the HST now, the money that you collect on HST, hang on to it. Just keep it because you're absolutely right. I mean, it doesn't do any any small business person any good to say, well, we're going to defer the payments. I mean, the, the 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 municipality did this with property taxes uh, way back when. Um, I mean, it, it just got my blood boiling. My blood pressure was up because you have to pay the piper at some time. And if you've got zero income or very little income coming in today, uh, it doesn't matter how long you defer the uh, the payments. I mean, you have yeah. to pay that piper sometime. Anyways, well, I know that uh, that uh, you and everybody at through the chamber network will 
well beyond the blower uh talking some sense into the uh into the government uh, and pointing out the error in the ways, although we've been down this path before, so I would I would have thought that they would have learned their lesson. But uh, anyways, um, I know you'll do good work on that one. Um, let's go on to the um, uh, the economic uh, statement that was uh, that was put out by uh, the Minister of Finance, uh, Christian Freeland. Uh, who's pulling double duty? Christian Freeland, of course, is the Minister of Finance plus the Deputy Prime Minister, so she's got a lot on her plate. We understand that, but I don't think that was any excuse for having no economic growth plan and no plan for uh, battling inflation, which is something that is predicted to be somewhere in the six percent range uh, next year. So, what are you hearing uh, since that economic statement? Um, is the government planning on doing anything? Well, I, you know, the Canadian Chamber of Commerce uh, reacted uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in a essentially disappointed that there wasn't uh, something in the uh, fall economic statement uh, on um, uh, on dealing with both of those issues, uh, uh, on dealing with economic growth and and sort of having a plan and where do we go and how do we kind of rebuild parts of our economy and then second um you know no plan to address or look at inflation i think the word inflation was only used once uh in the entire uh economic statement yet it is a preoccupation by a lot of uh, people right now and, and many business many business people um because the costs of everything have have skyrocketed in, in, in many respects um and we have and we have supply chain uh, uh, issues, huge supply chain issues, which is adding to increase uh, prices for all kinds of goods uh, and services. So um, it's unfortunate neither of those things were were adequately addressed in the uh, economic statement. Um, it sounds as if the minister has sort of punted it down the road to um, the budget, which we would expect to get in in March or April of next year. Um, maybe we'll maybe we'll see some some plans at that time, but uh, we certainly didn't see it in in this statement. Uh, Brad, we did touch on the uh, on on restrictions on business capacity, and I, I, you know I even hesitate talking about it because it's a moving target. It seems like every time you talk about it, then it changes. Um, what uh, what's the latest on the restrictions for businesses in Ontario? Uh, especially in those, uh, you know, nightclubs and bars and restaurants, the ones that have been so hard hit over the last two years, what do they need to uh, uh, put up with this time around? Well, they, I mean, they're all out of 50% uh, capacity maximum. And now when you're in a restaurant, um, you, you absolutely must be seated, you know, at all times. So, those places that would have a band or, or dancing, I mean, all of that is not on. I know many New Year's Eve celebrations in, in different establishments have been canceled because it's, it would just be impossible to to police it um, with the regulations. Uh, you know, many banquet halls that have lost a lot of business because holiday parties and other things have been just completely canceled, irrespective of capacity limits, and those businesses were, were clearly counting uh, on that uh, on that business through the holiday season, um, so that's a, that's a huge problem. And now, when you go to a hockey game or a basketball game, I mean, you 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 can't even get something to eat or drink. 
Um, you got to sit in your seat the whole game and with your mask on. Um, so uh, the concession stands all get shut down. So that's obviously people getting laid off and obviously those those things not getting purchased uh, at those games. So this is this is where the government has brought the restrictions down. This is because the new virus or the new variant rather is considered to be uh, highly contagious and 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 fluidly airborne. Um, so they just want people with their masks on constantly when they're in congregate uh, settings. And, and that's really the restrictions that we're going to see uh, for a while. Well, hopefully, uh, uh, you know, we're in the fourth wave now, and hopefully this is the uh, last wave. If, if, if history repeats itself, when we look at the Black Plague, which was very, very similar to uh, this pandemic that we're going through now, the Black Plague went through four uh, waves over two years, and so we'll keep everybody, you know, keep their fingers crossed and prayers and thoughts and uh, whatever you can do to uh, to to call upon the pandemic gods in order to end this thing. But it looks like with this Omicron variant, although it does spread very very uh, quickly, it's it's and it's um, it's a high spread kind of variant the number of people that are being hospitalized and uh, going into the ICU seems to be uh, down. So that's, that's good news. Yeah. And that, and that is important and that's important. And and Ontario's medical officer health is not calling for uh, any uh, lockdowns again, but look what's happening in Quebec as a boxing day, basically Quebec is locked down again and, and, and businesses completely shuttered. I mean, we really are hoping and and, and praying that Ontario uh, doesn't follow suit that we can weather the storm with Omicron and still allow these businesses, even with 50% capacity limits, at least allow these businesses to be open. And along the lines of rapid tests, uh, we want to talk about that because there are two types of rapid tests that are out there, or two programs that are out there. One that's for business, which uh, the Chambers of Commerce uh, across uh, across Ontario have participated in, Mississauga Board of Trade being one of them for businesses, and the other one is for personal uh, use. So let's talk about the rapid tests for uh, businesses first. Uh, the Mississauga Board of Trade has been participating in that program since uh, late summer. Um, uh, maybe you can tell us how many kits that you've distributed and what's the status of kits, because we've heard there's a little shortage right now. Yes, well, you're, you're correct, David. Since the beginning of June, the Mississauga Board of Trade has been operating a rapid uh, test kit distribution center for Mississauga uh, small businesses, 150 employees and, and below, um, that they can gain access to these free test kits. We have distributed now more than 250,000 of these kits. You can probably imagine in the last couple of weeks, we've had a massive spike in orders uh, from businesses, uh, because uh, what I'm hearing is not necessarily so much about the business itself, but but it, employees that are then going out, and delivery people and others, uh, technicians that are going into other businesses to do work, those businesses are asking for proof that the uh, individual is, um, is, is negative uh, for COVID. So there's been a huge spike. Uh, and at the same time, um, we're having some difficulty with getting uh, replenished uh, with our stock uh, from the uh, centralized uh, Ministry of Economic Development uh, 
uh, site that ProcureWell got the te- rapid test kits originally from the federal government and then arranged with the Chambers of Commerce to have them distributed through local chambers uh, in communities all across the province. So we're continuing to run it. We will continue to run it well into the new year. Um, but uh, there there could be some uh, product uh, um, delays. Um, we hope to be back up and running early in the new year and, and be fully planished. Now, those are for the free kits, which are available through the Chambers of Commerce. I do want to remind businesses that if they really do want to participate in rapid antigen screening programs, there are test kits that are available for purchase from a number of of uh, organizations. I mean, even uh, members of the Mississauga Board of Trade, BD Canada has the BD Veritor available. Uh, Abbott uh, has the Abbott Pen Bio, and Roche uh, has one now that uh, was recently approved within the last few months. So um, those ones are available for purchase. So if uh, businesses do uh, want to get their employees uh, tested for uh, rapid antigen screening, uh, I'm sure that they'll be able to find them for purchase. Along the lines of the ones that for uh, for individuals, uh, there was you know they be they were being rolled out through the through the LCBO. Um, uh, they uh, you know there were all kinds of horror stories about kits being restricted and people standing in line for hours and then not being able to get the kits. Uh, are there any updates for uh, for individuals? Well, I mean, the government uh, was trying to uh, distribute them through various means, including, as you mentioned, the LCBO stores. Uh, I know that you know Metrolinks had a program at the GO stations and, uh, uh, and and some other areas where people could go, and and, and they were just being you know handed out uh, um, the little five packs of rapid tests. Um, and uh, again, they've run into people, you know, getting them, you know, right away, running out, uh, not having them generally available um, because the demand is just through the roof uh, for for these things. And of course, all school kids uh, were were given, you know, a, a pack of tests to uh, to take home for for them, uh, you know, over the over the holiday break uh, of schools. So. There's been, you know, millions of these things distributed and they just can't keep up with uh, they can't keep up with the demand. So uh, um, I guess keep looking around, keep, you know, if you need them as an individual, keep looking around. I mean, the, the government, I think, is trying to, to get more out where they can. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the demand has just been incredible. And again, uh, they're not free, but if you do need a test or want a test, you can go to your local pharmacy. I know Shoppers Drug Mart is, has a program that you can book in there and uh, and have a test done, and then you get a actually a digital certificate to let people know that you have been tested and uh, the results. And uh, Brad, that's it. You know, this is our uh, our uh, last podcast for the uh, for the year. So I want to wish everybody. Uh, uh, happy uh, holiday season, a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, uh, such that it is. We're going to get through one more time, and especially to you, my friend. Have a uh, wonderful Christmas uh, vacation and uh, well-deserved time off, and we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. We've been in conversation with Brad Butt. Brad is the Vice President for Stakeholder and Government Relations with the Mississauga Board of Trade. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, David. Happy holidays, everyone.